Do you? Welcome to Brothers and Who, a spin-off podcast of Married to Who, where myself, Jake, my brother Alex, and producer Terry watch classic Who episodes in whatever goddamn order we want. <laughs> right now, we're going through all the Dalek stories from Classic Who, and we are at Revelation of the Daleks, written by Eric Sayward, directed by Graham Harper, aired March 23rd and 30th, 1985. Terry. Yes. What'd you think of this one? I thought it was interesting. The story, I liked how it uh, kind of picked up after uh, the last Dalek episode that we watched of Classic Who of... No, am I thinking of that in New Who? Oh, no. I'm confused now. Um, Come on, Terry. I'm so sorry. Figure your shit out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just the the um, idea of the Supreme Dalek still going after Davros and that whole conflict between the two is... Um, really fun and entertaining to watch. And this is an interesting story to see how that unfolded. Alex. Uh, this is one of those stories that I liked, but there were a lot of aspects where I was just watching it thinking, what the hell is going on? How does this tie in with anything? And then, and then being completely fine with it afterward is like, ah, I didn't need to know everything. I guess it was just weird. Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is the first one we've done that I haven't seen before. And but you watched it previous to just today, right? Right. So the three yeah. of us all just watched it right now, socially distant, but together <laughs> in the same house. Um So yeah, I this is my second time seeing it this week, but I agree with you, it makes way more sense the second time. Like the First episode, the first time you're watching it, there's this DJ and these morgue people and the Daleks aren't like doing anything. And Davros is in a spinny chair. Makes no goddamn sense. The people are body snatching something. <laughs> what was the revelation, by the way? Uh, Davros's as chair. you just said the name of the episode or the story, I was like, what? What, what was the revelation? I don't know. Davros can stand or float? <laughs> Davros can float. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, actually really, the first time I watched it, I was watching it by myself. I really enjoyed it. And then watching it the second time with all the goofiness in it, um, I thought it was good, but maybe not in like the way I'm supposed to <laughs> or the way it was intended. But I had a good time. I'm super excited to be done with the 80s so we can go back to the 60s and actually watch Good Doctor Who. Boom. Because the first time we watched it, or the first time I watched it, it is kind of like hard to get. I did look up just the plot synopsis just to kind of be a little more clear and have it in my head going into watching it the second time and talking about it. So I'm going to read it out to you. Okay. The doctor is lured to the planet Necros under the ruse that a friend of his has had his body cryogenically frozen. The ruse is perpetrated by Davros, who's been using these cryogenically frozen bodies as organic material to create a new army of Daleks. So two questions. Wait, that was the revelation? I don't know. So <laughs> that's question one. What was the revelation? 
Question two, why was Davros trying to lure the doctor there? Was it just to kill him? I thought he wanted to turn the doctor into a Dalek. Pourquoi? I don't know. He's tried everything else with the doctor. Why not that one? He really hasn't tried that much. <laughs> like the doctor <laughs> just showed up in Genesis and then in Destiny of the Daleks, again, the doctor is just there when Davros is getting broken out. And then in this one, uh, yeah, he sets a trap for the doctor. So this is really his first try. Oh, all right. Well, then it's his oh, no, first there's, mistake. There's what's the one in between? The one where the Daleks are digging him out on Scarrow. I mean, again, the doctor just shows up. Hmm. I think uh, Davros just was bringing the doctor to, uh, I don't even know what, oh, you said the planet. Necros. Ne- Necros? Yeah, Which is like Necro. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the planet, it's the planet of the dead. Nothing bad ever happens there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think he was just trying to kill the, kill the doctor for sure. All right, stuff, go. Well, I was just thinking of uh, Revelation. Would it be the revelation for all of the other characters in finding out that Davros is the, uh, what do they call it, the healer? I already forgot what he called himself. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it the great healer? The, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the great healer um, of just the revelation of just like, oh my God, that's who Davros is. And then, oh, he's actually taking all of these people who are cryogenically suspended and then turning them into Daleks. I think that's like the revelation that you're going off of. So that's what I got out of the title of the show. But it also wasn't just him making Daleks. It was him uh, making food out of dead people, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. So is that a revelation? And then also them realizing this plant that just grows on their planet could do the same thing? Yeah, there's there's a lot of enlightenment in all of this here. Yeah, that I think that's the that's the real revelation there. <laughs> I I do like the uh, random zombie in the water. I was Dude. really hoping that there would be more of them. Meth id man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude was creepy. I right, can't imagine so, they had him on screen that long. So he's like a guy who they tried making into a Dalek, or was like maybe an early experiment. And now he's just running around outside, but he's the only one of those that we see. Yeah, did they... I thought for sure the dead lady that the funeral was for was going to just be the same thing. Right? That would have been so good. The guy kept saying she's more alive now than she ever was living. It's like, what? Is she going to be a zombie now? Like, what's going on? Okay, so... Am I correct in thinking that when people go to check into this place, they're not actually dead? They're just going there to be suspended until their time of death, but then their brains are just still active? Are you talking when the doctor was meeting with that lady trying to plan something? Yeah, or just like she tells them what they do there. And I got the impression that people go there not as a corpse, but as a person. It's like, I'm so old, I'm ready for death. Let me just not keep on living in the world, but let me just be suspended until my body gives up. They're they're being suspended until, like, the cure for whatever is killing them is found. Oh, so they're, like, actually sick people rather than... Not all. They do make a reference to... Like, the DJ makes a reference to uh, someone when he's doing, like, the um, the dedication. And 
It's like, oh, my loving husband, blah, 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 who's dying of this disease. And then when he's done reading it, he goes, dude, that disease and or we found the cure for that 40 years ago. <laughs> like you, I'm sure uh, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah is having a good time counting your money. Oh, yeah, that's true. But then the doctor does make a reference later to people waiting for the cure of like the body decomposing. So not necessarily sick people, but just old, dying people, too. So they're counting getting old as, as an ailment? Yeah, it's like the mm. main one that we all get. Which I suppose, like, the president's wife. Like, if she wanted to go there and not age or something like that, but in the process she died. I don't oh, know. maybe that's what he meant. She was, like, living it up in the in the simulation. That uh, could be there, it. I don't think there is a simulation. I think it's all a ruse to like get oh. people to spend their money. So like the DJ's not really talking to anyone. Is just kind <laughs> just of someone. Dabros. I was right. wondering about. It's him. just someone they hire to be like, oh, look at this special package we can give to your loved one. This entertainment package, and then they get to show him doing his thing. But they're all. I mean, in reality, Davros has already killed all of them. <laughs> so there's literally no one there that he's talking to. That Do you makes. Think he knows that. The DJ? Yeah. No. Well, but that makes sense because he had the thing and he would say something like, call in or whatever. And then, oh, don't y'all call at once because no one's calling. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that may have just been a joke. Yeah, I suppose. But, oh, I, man, he came out of nowhere. Yeah. And his outfits. Right. Oh, man. Well, the first two times it showed him, like first he's in like the hippie outfit and then he's in the greaser one and he's trying to emulate like... 80s djs and i cannot understand a fucking word he's saying because he's <laughs> definitely not doing an american accent if he's trying to but also it's all that like hey girls and guys and all like that really weird cadence that the djs would yeah. use mm -hmm. so he's doing that while being a mush mouth who's like trying to do an accent that he can't do <laughs> <laughs> and then perry who notoriously has the worst american accent is like oh man your accent's so good <laughs> it's <laughs> It should be like an in-joke, but it's not. Yeah, that guy was great. I, I enjoyed him. I kind of feel, again, that there were a lot of different storylines to follow in this, like the last Dalek episode that we watched, um, in that like you had the uh, main woman, Turban Lady, who uh, was like under Davros's thumb, but then hired an assassin team to go and defeat Davros anyway. Her name is Kara. Oh, all right. And then you also had the two body snatchers who broke in and were trying to find her dad who was also suspended there, but then turned into a Dalek. Yeah. So he was, yeah. So he was, first they go to where his body should be in the cryogenic chamber and they hack it open. And then they're like, they pull out this body bag and they're like, see, there he is right where he's supposed to be. You were lied to. Your dad's fine. And then he unzips it. It's like, oh, shit, it's empty. And then so they go looking around and they find him in that glass dollar. Which was really cool. Yeah, that was, was creepy. There's a lot of creepy elements in this story. Yeah. Like a lot. But, oh, my God, I wanted to see more glass Daleks everywhere. Like, those are so cool. Also, just the white Daleks. Like, they look like little nurses running around. Like, in my brain, that's what I thought of. But I really like the the color play that they do with the Daleks a lot. 
Sorry, I'm just trying to find out why this is called Revelation of the Dumb. <laughs> I cannot get an answer. Oh, uh, so speaking of the uh, glass Dalek, when his brain was being taken over by the Dalek uh, whole system, and he would just go into screaming mode of like, we are the dominant race. We will be in charge of everything. We will be done. And then, then like turns in like a message from dad comes in. And is like, please shoot me now. And it's like, oh, kill yeah. and like that move back and forth between the two was horrifying to watch. Like that would be terrible if your dad was just screaming yeah. at you doing that. For for how much scream time that guy had, he killed it. Like yeah. that was that was really good. <laughs> but like at that point, the body snatchers story should have ended. Like everything, because the whole point of them is to show the audience what Davros is doing, turning people into Daleks, and it's super cool. But everything they do beyond that is superfluous and boring. Are you saying chained to a wall and forced at <laughs> alcohol is boring? Right. So to show like the two guards just like beating the shit out of them for God knows how long, none of that needed to be in there. You could find something for those guards to do. I mean, their whole thing is that they call the Daleks. So there can be trials in between them coming up with that plan and implementing it. And that would be a little more interesting than, all right, back to the two people who have already served their purpose. Yeah. They... I guess in the story, they still needed them to tell the doctor uh, the information that they found out. But yeah, past that, there's really nothing. So I don't know. I've tried finding out why it's called Revelation of the Daleks. Is it that the Daleks have the revelation that Davros is making new Daleks? Or is it a meaning of revelation that we don't know? Maybe revelation was just the wrong choice of word. (laughs) (laughs) It should have been like, the insurrection of the Daleks, because that's basically what Davros was trying to do, right? Like trying to take over. Well, and we get the title in series three of New Who. It should be called Evolution of the Daleks because we're combining or turning humans into Daleks and making a new race of Daleks, which Davros proposed to the fifth doctor in the last story that we watched Mm -hmm. saying, I can make new, you don't have to kill me. I'll make new Daleks, get this certain trait out of them. But then he clearly still means for them to be evil. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's supposed to be the Daleks revolve as in like the head of Davros that just spins on a turntable whenever he wants to (laughs) talk to someone. The revolution of the <laughs> yeah. as in a circle. <laughs> um, I think that's what this coming holiday special is called. The revolution of the Daleks. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> Bring uh, back Davros. <laughs> um, okay, so one, one of the definitions of revelation is the divine or supernatural disclosure to humans of something relating to human existence or the world. So it could be the revelation to the humans that this divine creature Davros is creating a new species out of them. I could see that. I could give that to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did it. Podcast over. Figured it out. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um I I really 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 enjoyed the assassin guy. Yeah. Him and his friend his were sidekick? great. His yeah. squire. His squire. He's a knight. Oh, that's so right. He yes. has a squire. With matching rat tails. Have those knights been in Doctor Who before, like in other stories? No. 
Oh man, they're so cool. I want to know more. Um, I really did like the squire and how he was introduced and like he, he grabs Kara's hand and she's like, oh, gross. Like, what are you doing? And he's, it's like, oh, don't mind him. And it's like his natural odor is just like it just then the polite way of saying he never bathes and is just please excuse him. Yeah, he is. He is a natural boy. He doesn't he doesn't shower, doesn't need to shower. But yeah, they definitely I feel brought uh, some comedy into it as well with their great contrast to all of the other characters that they had scenes with. Yeah. Now that we're like going through the different pairs of characters in the story, there are a lot of like external characters, mm-hmm. like the two uh, body snatchers. Then you have the assassin and his squire. Then you have the, uh, Kara. Kara. I was going to say Clara. <laughs> <laughs> then you have Kara and her man. And, uh, Obviously, the doctor and Davros. At least that's the, like the big story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then the um, lead surgeon and his yeah and uh, student that falls student, in love with him. Yeah. Right. Which was just creepy. <laughs> that dude super rapey vibes to, towards Perry. That was ugh. Yeah. oh, and Perry and the the radio guy like late. In oh the yeah. Yeah. They story, but. they bring that up in the making of documentary, which is boring as shit. Like. The, the documentary was? Yeah. Oh. The Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant are not in it. It's like a lot of just production people. And when it's like Graham Harper, that's cool. Eric Sayward, take him or leave him. But then they get really into like, there, there's a lot of this one guy that does production design and he is the most boring man in the world. <laughs> and he gets a lot of screen time. Oh, oh no. And it's super long. But yeah, they do bring up the fact that everyone's kind of paired off. They talk about costumes a lot. It's like 12 people. Like, that's a lot of people. It is yeah. a big cast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, costumes, though, were kind of... They were fun, but also <laughs> very plain as well. Yeah, well, the all the people in the blue, like, that was Eric Sayward's idea, the writer, because he thought the blue for, like, a temple of mourning was... I don't know, symbolic of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then but we do get the doctor's cape out of it and the cape was awesome. The cape was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and Perry's super oversized <laughs> coat that she says was too small. But uh, maybe it's just cuz she's got those giant shoulder pads on the shirt she's wearing underneath. <laughs> maybe. She she looked like um Violet from Willy Wonka's the yes! Chocolate Factory when she like got real big. <laughs> uh but yeah, Dr twice fat james perry who's like not at all fat so funny but then yeah you guys won't know this yet but colin baker's next companion mel she fat shames him all the time and is constantly like getting him to eat vegetables and like work out on the tardis and stuff oh boy so this might just be a john nathan turner thing like hey we gotta fat shame our characters because i guess that's funny in the 80s uh, the doctor says at one point that he's 900 years old, which means that between this doctor and the series six premiere, The Impossible Astronaut, uh, the doctor ages nine years. Yeah, I was I was wondering how long the time lord or the time war took because that should be between these two, right? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. At some point, Tom Baker said he was thousands of years old in an episode. Mm. 
So they just say whatever. Because they don't go back and watch the old ones because they don't exist on like home video yet. Mm. Uh, I thought it was weird. <laughs> I, I took like five notes and this is the last one. Everyone says the word DJ really weird. <laughs> like they keep calling him the DJ. They're like, <laughs> like there's three A's in J. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'd really like to go see the DJ. And then they go there. He's like, oh, I know where the DJ is. I'll take you to him. And then he's like, oh, hi, I'm the DJ. <laughs> where are you people from? <laughs> like, you have DJs in the UK. I've seen them. <laughs> I I didn't notice that, but that would drive me crazy. Well, it's fun if it's just like an affect where, like, the director's like, oh, hey, guys, it'd be funny if we all said DJ because this is like the far future and nobody's really uses that word anymore. Yeah. So let's just all say it weird. But yeah, that that's would the be case. Cool. It wasn't, uh, it just threw me off every time. <laughs> In our watch back, I was waiting to figure out how Davros loses his hand. Because when we see him in the in the new Who, he uh, has yeah. like a metal hand. And we oh, finally got right. to see his hand get shot off. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of the action stuff was cool. In the second episode, yeah. yeah, the whole yeah the whole scene of the Davros fight before it's revealed he's actually in a chair behind a wall. <laughs> Seeing the so thing like, deflate was really cool, and it was it was just fun to watch. But yeah, the floating Davros was really cool. The guy being like, "Oh, they used to have swords back in the day. This is my sword." It just pulls out a mini Uzi, yeah, <laughs> or like yep. an MPK, whatever the hell it is. Yeah, he's a baller and a knight. <laughs> <laughs> but. I just caught it this time being the second time that I saw it. After he shoots that Dalek, he looks at his squire and goes, oh, you loaded with Bastic bullets. And he's like, yeah, I got you, buddy. And then uh, in the first series uh, finale, Bad Wolf and Parting of the Ways, uh, Jack at one point says, oh, these guns have Bastic bullets. They kill Daleks. And so they brought it back for that one fucking line. Nice. I like it. And for some reason, I remember Jack saying Bastica Bullets. <laughs> the second episode definitely had a lot of death. Like so many people were just being shot by Daleks yeah. or stabbed or something. But unlike the last one, some people did live. <laughs> in yeah. The, in the last one, the only people that lived were Davros, the doctor. And his assistant, or the companions. Oh, both companions. Yeah, the companion. I was trying to remember who the companions were. Tegan and Turlo. Yep. And then that uh, bad guy who walked away with his two duplicate cops mm-hmm. but in this one we do see like a whole bunch of people sitting on the stairs be like oh we made it now we're gonna start farming this flower that grows wild anyway yeah has davros always been able to shoot lightning oh yeah uh-huh. no is he palpatine this is his first palpy oh man that was that was interesting his, his first floaty his first palpy <laughs> his first hand blown off <laughs> does it it doesn't come back though right like he doesn't shoot electricity again that we've seen i guess in new who haven't we? In uh, no, in the first time we see him in the season four finale, when Donna comes running out, or Handy Doctor comes running out of the TARDIS with that gun, Davros just palpatines him. Hmm. I don't remember it. But he does it. It comes out of his metal hand instead of out of his eye. Oh, maybe well, that's why. I, didn't I mean, the think decoy it. one, it came out of his eye, but then when he was. In his floating chair, he was using his hand against the oh, yeah. assassin knight. <laughs> the assassin knight. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> okay. Some fun facts. The idea of having a glass or clear Dalek was originated by David Whitaker, who was the first ever story editor on Doctor Who. 
he used the idea when he wrote the novelization for uh, the very first Dalek story, the Daleks. He wrote it in 1964. They finally found a way to get it into the show. Nice. That was really clever. I liked it. Um, At the end, the doctor's like, okay, fine, we'll go to, and then there's a freeze frame. He was going to say Blackpool, which is like this, uh, it's where Jenna Coleman's from. It's where they have like a carnival or a fair or whatever they call it, a fun place, <laughs> and, you know, roller coasters and shit. So that's where they're going to go. And then there's going to be a story called the Nightmare Fair, which sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. That does sound really fun. But then it got canceled because right after this, they go into the hiatus where the next series was canceled, and they come back 18 months later. It's a shame. They should... Ooh, what if they, like, took some of those stories and put them in New Who? Would that work? Uh, I think it ended up being written as, like, one of the Virgin New Adventure novels. It eventually made its way into Doctor Who somehow. Oh, okay. Um, Speaking of that hiatus, fans often call this, like, the 18-month hiatus. It was really only a nine-month hiatus because they were going to take a break anyway. Like, it was the end of the season, and they were going to have the next season not start until like the fall so they're going to take nine months off anyway and this just delayed production another nine months so yeah get over yourselves <laughs> yeah <laughs> jerks Jeez. uh this i found really interesting this is the last story to use film to shoot major scenes uh up until this point everything we've seen in the 70s and 80s they use film when they're outside and video when they're shooting inside and from this point forward, they use film, or I mean, they use video all the time. But they, they do still use video a couple times, I think, when they're doing, like, when they're shooting models. Because, you know, it's a lockdown camera in a small little set. But yeah, everything video from here on out, and then we get to the new series where everything is digital. Cool. Uh, this was aired in America and other exported countries in four 25-minute episodes. So I think there's some, like, from in between three and four, there's a couple different spots where they cut depending on where you lived. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, where would they have put the cliffhangers and cuts, right? Like, well, between episodes. In between one and two, I can't remember, but I think it would have been around the time, I think, the statue falls on the doctor. Well, that was the end of the oh, first okay. episode. So it would have been... Some other time. <laughs> but then, Immediately after the zombie comes out of the water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, zombie splashes the water. And it's like... <laughs> you already get that whole first episode that Perry and the doctor are outside the whole time. And other than that mutant, don't interact with anybody else. Yeah. So if you're watching this over two weeks where the doctor and the companion do absolutely nothing other than wander around trying to find the door in a wall, <laughs> then fuck, that'd be lame. Yeah. No wonder the shit got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> there was also no like hardcore reveal of the Daleks. Like they yeah, just, just nonchalantly just... to a scene where one's just yeah. walking in front of the camera. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, he Walters played Vogel. He's also William Shakespeare in The Chase, which was 20 years before this. So he must have been like a teenager because he's not that old in this. Uh, he played Runcible in The Deadly Assassin, Roderick Allingham in The Big Finish Audio, The Fearmonger. I think Vogel was the guy who's like the assistant to Turban Lady. Oh, Cara. the secretary. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
and they they really talked him up both of them on the dvd like her they mostly just talked about how beautiful she was and then him they were like oh he took this nothing character and like really made something memorable out of it and then i really liked how they played off of each other a lot like they yeah. were kind of like finishing each other's sentences it was yeah neat. and they showed a like uh behind the scenes of them shooting a scene and they did seem to like get along really well uh clive swift was joe bell He's also Mr. Copper in Voyage of the Damned. And according to one Doctor Who magazine reporter, a huge asshole. <laughs> Ooh, get ripped. Sorry, who? The guy who the whole time you're like, who is that guy? What? Oh my he, God. No. Okay. He, he so does he's seem also like in asshole. Keeping Up Appearances. Yeah. And he is just phenomenal. Like, he does so well in comedy. Well, not so long ago. He's passed away now. I think he passed in 2016, 2012. So I'm like, it was Ooh, an even number. What a year to leave. That, it got worse <laughs> from there. Um, he reportedly from a reporter. Uh, <laughs> this So this guy for Doctor Who Magazine you went to his house. don't say. Well, this, he wasn't a reporter. But this guy for Doctor Who Magazine went to this dude's house to interview him. And the whole time he was just like refusing to ask questions bitched about not getting paid for this uh said that like none of this shit matters like <laughs> and then when the guy said well it matters to a lot of people that's why we have this magazine he just got up and left <laughs> so he left his own house well he left the interview he just like oh <laughs> got up damn hardcore uh, Trevor Cooper was Takis. He was also Friar Tuck in Robot of Sherwood and has been various characters in 14 Big Finish audio dramas. Colin Spall played Lilt. He's also Mr. Crane in Rise of the Cybermen in the Age of Steel. Alec Lindstead played Arthur Stengas. He was the head in The Glass Dalek. Oh, okay. He also played Arnold Jellicoe in Robot and Sergeant Osgood in The Demons, who I wanted to bring up because his character is the reason... The character in New Who is called Osgood. So, like, there's... I, I can't remember if it's in an actual story or a mini-sode or a book or something. but at, Or maybe an audio drama. But at some point, Osgood said she went into unit because of, like, family connections. And it's supposed to be, like, a callback to that guy who's okay. supposed to be, like, her uncle or something. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and he's, like, in The Demons, he just has, like, one scene where he's, like, fiddling with a machine in the back of a truck, and yeah. the brig is like, hey, Osgood, how's that coming? And he's like... Oh, he was the scientist, dude. Yeah, he yeah, was the scientist. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that was a good episode. It is. That's why we did it. Tried to get you to watch good ones. We we did, like, one from every doctor. Oh, okay. Tried to do good ones. It was the Matt Damons. Because oh, it, it was, like, D-A-E-M-O-Ns. Oh. Yeah. MVPs, go. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I am going to give my MVP to the Glass Dalek. I feel like his scene <laughs> was... That dude, you mean? Yeah, yeah the guy his, in it? Okay. Yeah, and his portrayal of just turning into a Dalek. And that was really good. Fighting it. and just It was really fun and captivating to watch overall. Alec Linstead was the actor. I'm going to give it to the assassin guy because I just really dug like the way he played his character. It was it was great. I loved it. Uh, that dude's name is William Gaunt, and the character is Orsini. Uh, I'm going to go with Graham Harper, the director. He's one of the better... That's a good one. Doctor Who directors. He's the only director ever to do Classic Who and New Who. And uh, yeah, directed the shit out of this one. 
Yeah, he did. Okay, Alex, where in your ranking of Dalek stories we've watched would this one fall? I think it's up there. It's not the top one, but I I would say top five. Top five. I, I like I liked it. Even yeah. even for not like understanding fully what was going on, it was still really enjoyable. Like the Dalek parts of it. I, I enjoyed it. Okay, we'll see where it actually lands because not next time, but the time after that, I will be expecting you to actually bring a list in order. Oh Ooh. boy. So you'll have to do that on your own. I'm not going to give a plot synopsis for every episode so you remember it. All right. Can you give me a list of titles? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so but I can then, go back on YouTube and I just like brief synopsis. I think I'm also going to ask Twitter for like top five. Oh, man. And then we can run their list against ours. See if we get any responses. All right. It's going to be Power of the Daleks, which is my bottom <laughs> i think genesis is still my favorite uh dog invasion earth is gonna be mine spoilers Ooh! but next time we have remembrance of the daleks which on the fan polls is way up there in the 50th anniversary fan poll i think it was number 10 wow and i i can't remember if that's of all classic or of all all oh if only i had the link to it saved on the desktop of my phone here it is. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's number 10 of all stories. Wow. And if you just do classic, it is number six. Wow. So we might, okay. have, might have something to contend with. We got the seventh doctor, who I've never seen a story of. So I'm excited. I have listened to a bunch of his audios, and they're great. And it's Ace, a lot of people's favorite or at least way up there companion so i'm excited for that it's i believe the shooting style is a little different number one because they're shooting video outside instead of film so that'll make it different so i'm excited for that i didn't write down the year so i don't know but that's for next time cool and the plan for the week after that or the episode after that is to watch two dalek movies and do our dalek ranking Dalek stories ranking. That's going to be a long one. Yeah. So Terry might need to leave you out of that because you have not watched all of them. Correct. <laughs> so you won't have a ranking to provide. No. But uh, we, you can come over and watch the movies with us. They're both like 80 minutes, so they're quick. Nice. All right. And they're just remakes of the first two Dalek stories. <laughs> and you have these again on DVD? I got my Blu-ray, bitch. Blu-ray. Oh, I don't have a Blu-ray player. Then I'll bring one. So yeah. Song. Oh, hold on. Terry. I just wanted to say my favorite moment in this yes. whole thing um, <laughs> was at the end when they're the Supreme Dalek Daleks are going to take Davros away and the doctor goes to shake Davros's hand and they're like, oh, and then that was such a bitch move. <laughs> what a jerk. What a yeah. jerk. <laughs> also, you said the Supreme Dalek who wasn't there, but I do like that they did like continue the story of the Davros versus the Supreme Dalek, which they almost completely left out of the last one. And so I, I like that that's at least being addressed and hopefully in remembrance, because it's our last one, something does happen between It'll them. It'll be the, the finish? <laughs> well, they don't know it's the last one. Oh. <laughs> like, it just gets canceled. Yeah. Um, that would be really cool, though, if they had like like a three-story like arc kind of, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That, yeah. 
Well, they tried it a few times and no one ever liked it. <laughs> There's one where the doctor had to like go to all these places and find all these things. They did that for a whole season and it sucked. There's the Black Guardian trilogy, which sucked. And we're going to eventually watch the Trial of a Time Lord season, which sucks. Aww. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, song. This has been Brothers in Who's episode on Revelation of the Daleks. Um, please do go and listen to the regular feed, Married to Who, where we're just about to hit the final three stories of season or series nine. So, you know, they're good ones. And we'll be ending ending that season going into season 10. Uh, on behalf of myself, Jake, Alex, producer Terry, thank you for listening. Please join us next time for Remembrance of the Daleks. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do